Welcome to the Black Belter Podcast. This is episode 57. This week's guest is Alexander O'Sullivan. Alexander has experience in multiple martial arts, starting in judo and boxing, and then some K1 before moving into MMA. He has had 29 amateur fights, soon to be 30, and which, to my knowledge, is the most by any Irish fighter. Alexander has represented Ireland at four IMAF events, meddling in all four, with a silver and three bronzes, which is another uh, fantastic achievement. Uh, today I chat to Alexander about how he got into martial arts, his amateur career, his plans for turning pro, and more. So, as always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen on, and let's get into it. <laughs> So what's up, Alexander? How are you? Uh, yeah, fine. Uh, doing, doing well. Uh, doing great. Just happy to be on the, uh, happy to be on the podcast here and able to try and you know promote myself and and uh, you know this is this is a good platform to do so. So thank you. No worries. Thanks, Minnie, for coming on. I do do appreciate it. And on fairly short notice as well. You know, we were only I only got in contact there yesterday, and t- t- it's happening today. Sometimes yeah. it takes a couple of sometimes it takes me a couple of weeks to to get something sorted with people. So this one's. Um, Quick, quick. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it goes well. So, yeah. It's uh, so like you, you were just saying before we came on. You have a fight in two weeks. That was fairly short notice as well, actually. I think wasn't it? Yeah, that was only uh, that was only finalised uh, last week or earlier this week. But uh, it's just it's just uh, I really really wanted to have uh, my amateur fight because I have I have twenty nine amateur fights, uh, and I really wanted to just have one more just because I haven't fought since last November in the IMAX. So I'd love to get one more fight in, kind of get that ring rust out of the way. And uh, also, it's a really nice round number, 30 fights. And then I uh, go pro in 2021. So I was really looking forward to fighting this year. And I've had a few uh, cancellations due to the COVID uh, situation. And it'd be really nice if uh, Clan Wars actually goes ahead and I get to have a scrap then in December and then go into 2021 fresh off a, fresh off a fight. You know, So that's, that's the plan anyway. Yeah, so it's definitely after this one. You're, you're going you're to go pro. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, definitely. Thirty fights is uh, just it's a really nice. Uh, I think it's a really nice round number, and have all the experience ready to go and, and uh, start uh, start trying to make a run at the pro game and, and see how it goes. So yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Thirty fights. It's a lot. It's a lot for amateur, isn't it? Is that? The, uh, I think somebody else on the podcast. I think it was. Um, shit, who was it? No, oh, I can't remember. Who it was. Said that I think you have the most amateur fights in Ireland. Was that? Is that um, right? That right, I might, I might do. Yeah, I, might, I definitely haven't really, uh, you know, put it to the test or like checked, but I, I definitely have one of the most that I know of anyway. Yeah, 29 fights at the moment. I think, uh, you know, Kieran Clark before he went pro, uh, from SBG, yeah. he uh, he had somewhere in the in the 20s as well. So I don't know if he had 29, I'm not sure if he had as much as me, but it, it'd be similar. So I think he might be the second most, or I might be the most amateur fights. I think so, anyway. Yeah. Is there a particular reason, like, was it just you were trying chasing the the, the IMAF titles, kind of why you stayed amateur for so long? Mainly just uh, because I because I was young, so I start I start doing MMA, uh, competing uh, full MMA rules when I was sixteen. So I was, uh, I, that's why I've, I've had been able to get those fights in and because I was so young. I never really felt like uh, I really needed to push to go pro because I have this kind of uh, I still have a lot a lot of years ahead of me. Hopefully, you know the longevity in the sport and also. Uh, I didn't really feel like I needed to push, so I wanted to make sure I have my whole skill set as well-rounded and uh, uh, as as effective as possible before I go pro, so that you know I have I have the best chance of winning. 
when I do rope pro. So basically, I just I just kept taking these amateur fights. The IMAFs are great. Uh, they're a great format to get lots of fights in because they're a tournament based. You fight every day. Uh, every you know, you fight once, fight the next day. If you win, fight the next day after. So you can really rack up a lot of fights through that through that format. So that's that's uh, one of the reasons why I ended up having so many fights, and also because I started so young. So I'm, I'm 22 now, and uh, yeah, 30 fights. I'll definitely be going pro. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like you said, you started MMA young. Where did where did your kind of martial art journey start? Was it were, were you you were quite young were you yeah. as well? Oh yeah, I started on the first martial art I did was actually judo when I was when I was nine. I uh, I got involved in a in a judo club in my area, and I had it. I had, I'm a I'm a blue belt in judo uh, when I stopped when I stopped training. Well, um, I did uh, boxing then from eleven. I started boxing when I was eleven, and then basically like so that was that was a good uh, that was a great start. I think for MMA because I have a grappling I had a grappling art a traditional grappling art in judo, and I had uh, a striking. Uh, Alright then, the own boxing. So I had a, had a good few boxing fights. Uh, I boxed uh, in the All Islands and the Dublin and the leagues uh, when I was in my teens. And I stopped doing both boxing and judo. I stopped doing competing uh, competitively in both of them sports when I was uh, about fifteen or sixteen. Uh, when I was fifteen and sixteen, I then had some K one fights. I, had, I think I had six K one fights. Uh, actually, I won a I won a belt in K one when I was sixteen on OSK belt on infusion. And that was a, uh, that was my last, uh, yeah, that was my last K1 fight, as far as I remember. And uh, I had one more actually after. But uh, after that then, I just went full MMA. I, uh, you know, combined those skills. Basically, I did the K1 to try and get the kicking game going, the kicks and knees, to combine the punches that I, had, I picked up from boxing and the grappling that I'd done from judo, obviously, uh, training uh, jiu-jitsu as well for MMA. So, yeah, since then, I've just been focusing on MMA really. And yeah, that, that's how I got into it. And I've been fighting since then fairly consistently. Like I've, I've had 30 fights. So yeah, that's that's it. That's the journey so far. Yeah. It's quite quite similar actually to to Ian Gary. He, he has a, a kind of background in judo, boxing, and then kind of getting into his teens and went into MMA. It's, got, it's kind of a, yeah, a similar I didn't even know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what he, he had said. Yeah. I, think, I think he said he, yeah, he started with boxing and then kind of fell out of love with that and then went to judo and then went to MMA. Yeah. Which I suppose you kind of nearly went the opposite way around, but still, it's um, yeah, good way around it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's a, it's a, but I think it's a good, I think it's a good base. I think even like for him in his last professional fight, like he wasn't been like he was able to defend the takedown so well with judo. It's just, it's not something I suppose that gets. Uh, you see a lot of really people coming from like I know obviously like Ronda Rousey and some people like that. And you see have have had a, a judo background, but there isn't that many that kind of jump out. But it's yeah. defi- definitely useful. Yeah, there isn't that many. I feel like a lot, a lot of people focus more on the wrestling side of things for their, uh, for their takedowns and, and defense. But judo is judo is a great sport for, for especially uh, I think uh, doing it early. You know, it's more difficult I think to pick up uh, judo techniques when you're when you're older because uh, it's just it's some of them they feel awkward to do. But once you have them in your muscle memory uh, from a, from a young age, uh, I find I can still I can still do judo techniques uh, trials in my MMA fights and inspiring and stuff. Whereas if I know if I learned them later, I wouldn't be able to utilize them as well. So I def- it's definitely a great sport, I think, to gain them when you're younger. And it's a, it's a great sport to build uh, off because it gives you a lot of core strength and it's, you know, it's, all, it's, very, it's all disciplined and it's a great tournament format and stuff. It, it, it's very, uh, it's big in Ireland, you know, there's, lot, there's lots of events. I used to, I used to fight in judo competitions quite a lot when I was younger. So yeah, it's a great, it's a great sport to, uh, to start in and definitely it has helped me in my, in my career big time. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. You said you're a blue belt. How close to black belt is that? Like, what's the kind of ranking system, or in terms of belts? Um, so what, what's the order? 
after after blue and yellow, it's a uh, it's it's brown and black. I think there's a there's a few levels of brown, and then uh, and then your black belt, and you have to you have to fight for them. So you have to you have to win in like grading ceremonies um, to to get the belt. You have to score points against other fighters who are of the belt or above uh, that belt. So if you're fighting, if you want your brown belt, you need to score points against the uh, other brown belts and stuff like that in competition. So it's uh, it's pretty competitive. Uh, I never I never tried to do it just because. Uh, at the time, I got my blue belt when I was 15 or 16. I stopped competing in judo and uh, focused on MMA, so I never got around to getting my brown or black belt. But I always said that I wanted it, but I, have, I still haven't. So it might, it might be something I'll do in the future, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. And so then, like, did you do any other sports when you when you would have been growing up, or were you strictly like martial arts? Was that was that always the the journey you were on? Uh, no, actually, I did play rugby at the same time. Uh, I was playing rugby uh, in Kil- in Kilmoyne, the place, uh, a, lo- a local club where I am. I just, I just played that for a few years, uh, from about nine to fourteen or something. And it's same same idea, really. I stopped doing it to focus on uh, MMA and uh, the, the combat sports I was doing. But yeah, I, I enjoyed rugby. I enjoyed rugby, you know. Uh, obviously, played a little bit of football. So I think everyone's played a bit of football, you know. Uh, it was it was a uh, it was an, you know an Irish child. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it. That's about it, really. I really have been involved in combat sports for a long time. My dad, my dad's been been involved in most of this uh, combat sports I've been doing. Uh, Dino, so he's a uh, he's been a big influence on me. So that's probably why he he runs the the MMA gym that I eventually uh, combined those skills in. He was also my boxing coach as well. So uh, I combined those skills in, and then uh, went into MMA fully when I was sixteen. And he's been my coach since then. You know, yeah. so that's that's the way it is. And was he involved with judo as well, or was it just was it just the boxing? No, he wasn't involved in judo. He, he was, uh, he wasn't. He was in, with, yeah, he was my boxing coach as well, but not in the judo. No, he's yeah. a, he's his, uh, his dad was a big, uh, big boxing official, uh, and that's how he got involved in boxing originally. So my granddad, uh, he passed away last year, and uh, so we've had this kind of, we have this boxing, um, the kind of history, the kind of boxing buzz in, in the household. So uh, we always, we always. Uh, had that in common and then now it's taken us into MMA and you know that's that's great look so it's great to have a family that's so uh supportive and, and interested in what uh what I'm doing you know uh my, my sister competes as well uh Koya she's she's fought uh in the IMAX as well at, at a junior level and uh she's had KM1 fights and judo fights as well and my, my mother as well she's a Deborah she's a cool woman uh on on the shows and she also fought in the IMAX uh a few years back so uh, it's great to just have that around because I feel like a lot of people uh, don't understand what you have to go through as a fighter, you know, with the weight cuts and the amount of training you have to put in. Some people, like, you know, it's hard to understand uh, how much you have to actually commit to this sport. But uh, my family, you know, understand because they've done it themselves. So it's a big, uh, it's a really big bonus, I think, uh, for me personally. Like they, they understand what I'm going through all the time. Yeah, that's class that everybody, everybody in the family has been involved. But like I said, most, yeah. yeah, a massive help. But your man being a co- like, you don't see many women, women, co- women like corner women, do you? Like, it's yeah. it's not really something you you kind of associate. Yeah. That's, that's class as well. I know. Yeah, it is. Uh, she just uh, she got into it there uh, with uh, Joseph Clifford, uh, the the cut man, uh, and she's been working with him for the last few years uh, on on his team. So uh, she's been over in cutting uh, in the IMAFs as well. Um, even the one so she fought she fought on one one IMAF, and since then she's been back over most of the time doing cut work. So. Yeah, she's always been over there abroad, and that's why she understands, uh, like what I have to go through. You know, all traveling around fighting and stuff like that. It's it's it's, it's a good atmosphere. You know, it's, it's a good fight. So does everybody leave to go to the gym at the same time? Then during the day, 
pack up the car uh, and yeah, head to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> At some stage, yeah, we'll, we'll mostly be leaving to go to the gym. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's a daily routine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. It's a good vibe yeah, all around. Yeah. That can help as well because you can't be the one saying, I'm not going then because it's like, you are fucking yeah, going. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's no there's no lack of motivation when you have, you know, everyone everyone's packing up to go to the gym together. You know, it's not like you uh, you can just hang around, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's, it pushes me all the time. Even my, even like my little sister, you know, she's trying she's trying uh, very hard and getting very good. She's uh, she's nearly 18 now and ready to really, you know, uh, try and take the amateur scene by, uh, by storm. And, you know, she's just, she's just a, uh, She's doing really well at the moment. I look forward to seeing where her career takes her and, and coaching her. So I, do, I do that myself as well. So uh, we have this, uh, this nice uh, family vibe going on and uh, it really it really helps, I think, to to push me and uh, it's going to help in my pro career, definitely. Yeah. Do you find you get more nervous for, for when she fights? As I know, like myself, like my background is taekwondo and my sister is on the trains as well and will be on the Irish taekwondo team as well. And uh, I nearly get more nervous watching her fighting and competing, and, and uh, than I do for myself. It's and, and it's hard because like you can't control what they do in the ring. Like, do you find uh, do you find anything like similar like that? Yeah, I, I do uh, exactly. Um, you know, when you're going into the cage yourself, you it's on you. Like, you know, you can influence it, the the result. But uh, when she's going in, you know, now now it's up now it's up to her, and yeah, it can be it can be quite stressful. You know, you're hoping yeah. that she's she does well and she's you know okay. But uh, I do. I have a lot of. I have a lot of faith in her because I know she is. She's quite skilled, and I, you know she she trains a lot. So I'm usually pretty uh, confident that she'll do well. Um, but she, yeah, she does be quite nervous about me fighting as well. So uh, it's you know I understand. It's understandable. It's just the way. It's the way it is. You know. Yeah. There's a. Uh, there's a bit. There's always nerves involved in fighting. But it's a. Uh, it's good. It's a good. Like I say, it's good to have family members who understand uh, the whole. You know the essence of the sport and what like what we have to go through as fighters. And you know, it's not, sometimes it's not easy. But you know, it's. It's, it's all we'd love to do so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good it's all we'll agree to be honest yeah especially with things like weight cuts because like you know when, yeah, you, get, when, you, when you get to the end and nobody's nice to be around when you get towards the end and yeah. if, if people don't understand that then it's hard when people don't understand yeah. and so it's good that you have like you said you have people around you that understand that when you're feeling a bit exactly, yeah. a bit a bit a bit touchy that it's because uh, it's, it's you're close to the end of making weight yeah, that's it. They, they understand. Like, other, like I say, other people they don't they don't understand that you've you know you're right at the you're right at the end, and it's uh you know you can be a bit angsty, and it's it's uh it's just it's not the best time uh to be around. But uh, like I say, my family understands, so they uh you know it's it is a bonus. I think anyway. Yeah. Uh, would you be somebody who cuts much weight? Would, do you cut cut a lot of weight, or do you fair, sit fairly close to? It? Um, I haven't I haven't really done uh, many big weight cuts uh, to be honest, or any big weight cuts really because. Uh, like I say, I was I was quite young when I started fighting MMA. So my father always said, you know, no big weight cuts, you know, uh, stuff like this. When it, uh, as an amateur, as a young fighter, you know, anything that could like damage my health. Uh, so mostly just uh, trying to get in there at a weight that's you know suitable, uh, suitably close, but not you know, not not really going to put any danger on my on my body uh, as an amateur and as a as a you know a young man. But um, yeah, as I as I go. As I go pro now, you know, I'm going to have to be looking more at doing, getting all the nutritional uh, stuff right and getting my weight down, getting the right perfect weight to just to give me the best chance to win, basically, because, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, as a professional, like winning becomes a little bit more important than amateur. Like as an amateur for uh, 29 fights, I've picked up a lot of experience and it wasn't it wasn't really about winning completely. It's mostly about uh, learning and you know improving my skill set throughout all my fights, making sure that I'm constantly improving. But as a pro now, I need to 
actually, you know, I need to make sure that I'm going into fights and with a game plan, with a uh, with a strategy to win and building a building a solid pro record up for uh, to get one of those big promotions, hopefully in the future, you know. Yeah, I suppose that, like that when you turn pro, the the, the slate is wiped clean. I suppose they're, you're you're O and O again, so like yeah, all, exactly. All and um, I suppose even like the fact you said like you don't cut much weight is a big help when it comes to something like the IMAFs and you're having to make weight a couple of days in a row and, and compete a couple of days in a row. Yeah, yeah that's a, it is a very different experience uh, that because like you'll be, you'll have fought say on the Monday and you'll have to, you know, you can't, you can't even celebrate the same way. You'll be, you know, obviously you'll be extremely happy that you won, but you need to just get, get right back on the, on the saddle, go back into the, uh, you know, the sauna or whatever, cut out that little bit you might have gained from drinking water that morning uh, or eating too much for breakfast uh, and get it back down uh, just that little few, maybe a kilo or so. But uh, yeah, it's not it's not the same as another fight. You have to stay on it and then be prepared to fight the next day. Uh, and then if you win that, then it's it's on again. You have to keep your weight down. That that's why you have to you have to fight at a weight in the honest that's close to your walking weight uh, because you can't you can't consistently make that weight cut. Uh, like you can't do consistent big workouts over there. It just it just wouldn't be sustainable. So it's mostly you're trying to tr- uh, trim yourself down uh, to where you can still walk at the weight. And then fight for three, four, five days even. So it is. It's a great. It's a great format. Like you, you pick up a, a lot of uh, experience. I think because you fight guys. So if, if you're fighting just in Ireland, even Ireland and England, uh, a lot of fighters you fight have similar enough styles because of the the way we train MMA over here in in, uh, in Ireland and even and even in England and Scotland and Wales. But uh, sometimes you be fighting like I've, I fought Russians, Kazakhstanis, uh, um, Swiss guys, Italian guys, uh, Swedish guys. Um, Romanian guys I fought, I fought a lot of uh, different nationalities uh, American guys I fought in the IMAX so uh, you're picking up all these different kind of styles some of them are slightly different uh, in their approach like to fighting uh, than, than you would get in Ireland so it's, uh, it's great to, to pick this uh, pick this up early as an amateur because when you go pro then uh, you're going to be fighting abroad more you're going to be fighting these guys from Russia and Kazakhstan and, and the US and stuff when you go onto these bigger shows so I think the IMAX is definitely it has been very beneficial to me uh, and uh, I think it will definitely stand for me when I uh, go pro then uh, next year. Yeah, I like that. You're somebody like with all the fights you have, and and, that, and like you you have good a good, I suppose, mix between the IMAFs and the Saturday night kind of show kind of style. The more what you would expect in the pros, do you, do you have a preference? Like, do you prefer the IMAF kind of style of events? I was I suppose even like a lot of the amateur fights would be in front of crowds, where maybe the IMAF ones are. The crowds maybe aren't as big. It's much more, I suppose, tournament and competition feel, as opposed to the Saturday night ones and you know a fight night kind of feel. Do you have a preference to which one you prefer? Um, uh, to be honest, I, I'm not really sure which one I actually prefer. Like I do like I do like both uh, fight and bottom. There is a, there is like an appeal to the to the Saturday night crowd vibe that it that gives you the atmosphere. You know, you've got support on both sides and it, it builds it up. And so I do enjoy that as well. I, I really do. Uh, but I also enjoy the fact that tournament format where there's no there's no big like the pressure doesn't feel feel as much because you know you're, you're warming up and your opponents usually warming up some say somewhere near you even because it's just all together there's loads of nationalities there when you go out to fight there's a there's no one really there to support you because everyone's there for their from their own countries and they're interested in their own fighters the Ireland the Ireland team the Irish team that we uh, that I've been over with the four times I've been away you know they've always been really uh Really solid, like really got on really well. I think uh, your team is a is a is a, is a cool atmosphere. 
But uh, most of the time they'll be in the crowd and they'll be cheering you on. But even so, that's only, uh, you know, usually 10, 20 people uh, who are there. So it isn't it isn't quite the same as the Saturday night team. But the support's always there. It's still there. Anyway, I think I think the Irish team is it. So I've always enjoyed the vibe around the way with the Irish team. It's been, it's been cool. Um, but yeah, the Saturday night shows are more like uh, that pro that pro format like that you will be fighting in. So it's, I definitely think, you know, it's very useful to get that in as well because it is a different environment. There's different uh, different nerves involved having everyone there just to see you, uh, you know, the, the, the music and the lights and all that. It's it's a it's a different vibe I mean, it, and it, it is more like a, a program. So I definitely think there's uh, advantages to both formats and uh, I've, you know, luckily enough been able to do a lot of, of both. So uh, yeah, I think it will stand to me like I was saying. Yeah. It is a weird feel, isn't it? Like when, when you're warming up next to the person that you're going to be just going in and competing against. It's like that, obviously, yeah. like in, in my background in t- with Taekwondo, it's like it's a, it's all like you'd have three, four, five fights on the same day. So like it is that. So and it's not only that the person you're going out to fight first, but the person you could be going against in the next round could be warming up there as well. And there's, there's just a, yeah. there's always just a tension in yeah. the air, like isn't there? It's a, and it's a, it's yeah. I suppose I suppose if to some degree that can be make or break that tension. You know, like you, you either like thrive on it or you kind of you shy away from it. Um, but I. I, I I, myself as times like you know I've, I've i've started to i suppose enjoy it i i think there's just a, a great little tension that's in the air when you're warming up next to the person you're going like out against yeah um yeah I, I agree i don't really i don't really mind it too much i'll be they'll be there warming up when i was i was used to even from uh, the unboxing uh years ago it's kind of like that as well you know you're fighting in the ringside club in the leagues and stuff in the dublins usually your opponent is, is floating around uh somewhere warming up as well you know so but I was used to that anyway, but I do. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I even um, my last, the last time I was out there, I ended up, uh, you know, trying to uh, just sweating out the last uh, half a kilo or whatever that I was over from. And I was going to make weight the next morning and fight. And uh, my opponent ended up. Uh, he was just me and him were just in the sauna uh, together, and uh, we ended up talking. <laughs> and you know, I was trying to suss out his game and all, and he was trying to suss out mine. Uh, but it was it was all uh, it was all friendly, like you know. And then we ended up fighting. Uh, the next day and I I armed Adam and, and I, he had told me like that he, he was a striker so I, I don't know like <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was a smart move but uh, yeah it was it was it's an inter- it's an interesting vibe I, I, I enjoy it like it's uh, it's all very uh, I think the, yeah the, everyone all the countries are very uh, you know well, well behaved and everyone gets on pretty well I think so uh, yeah I do enjoy it I like I even like seeing my opponent warming up you know trying to pick up little movements that they might be uh they might be doing that you could you can try and exploit you know and, and then you're wondering if they're watching you and so it, it just adds a little bit too i don't mind it too much uh, but i think it's pretty good yeah yeah yes, like you said though like, like you're looking to see what you can pick up but some other people might look at that and nearly go oh geez he looking sharp there now i don't want to fight him do you know what i mean it can go the other way like yeah, it's yeah. good that you're going yeah, the course, right yeah, way yeah. yeah it's good to go in the right way i suppose yeah. approaching it because yeah. it could definitely go the other way well but you haven't just turned up to these IMF events either, like have you? Like you, you've, like you, you're meddling. Like, what, what is it? Two bronze yeah. medal, two bronze medals, and a silver. Is that? It's right actually there? it's three, three, three bronze medals, oh, three and bronze one medals. silver. Yeah. So, oh yeah, my first IMF I did in 2016, it was in Prague. It was in Prague, yeah, Czech Republic, and I, I was fighting a lightweight uh, for for that one. I was I was barely even. I was barely even lightweight. I didn't I didn't quite any weight. I was just uh, I was just walk, walking walking at it. Uh, so I went over there, and that was that was good. I won, I won two, I won two fights to get me into the into the semis, and I was beaten by the uh, eventual winner, the a Bulgarian uh, guy. Uh, so I picked up the bronze there, 
uh, for for getting to the semis. So that, that was good. Then I uh, the next one I was at was uh, was back around then uh, two years ago in 2018. Uh, so this that was when uh, they they brought in the junior categories then. So the junior categories are from 18 to 21. But there was no junior category when I first fought in Prague. So I fought as a senior, but I'd only just gone 18. Uh, just the way because there was no junior category. So I picked up a senior bronze there in Prague when I was 18. And then when I went to uh, Bahrain, there was junior categories, but I was still under under 21. I was only uh, 20, I think. So, yeah, I picked up a bronze there. I got beaten by the eventual winner in the semis again. So a bit of a, a rerun of, of the same uh, same thing. Uh, another wrestler, uh, you know, he's great, a Russian wrestler, great, great wrestling. And he just uh, he kept taking me down, so I couldn't... Uh, couldn't get my game going and he managed to win and then he won in the final similarly so uh, the next my next event then next time I got a silver in uh, in Rome the, the following summer uh, in the European Championships uh, the IMF Europeans that was it that was good so I was, I was once again I was a junior there because I was still under 21 and uh, won uh, two fights three, uh, two, three fights and I went to the final and I, uh, I fought a uh, Kazakhstani, a really, really good Kazakhstani lad, and I lost a split decision. It was, it was quite close. Made a few mistakes and and stuff. He was he was very good for it. So uh, that was unfortunate. I would have liked to get the gold that time. You know, to come away with one one gold from the IMAX at least. But I, I got the silver. Unfortunately, uh, I was happy, happy enough with my, my performance. Made a few mistakes, and it's gonna, it makes me better in the future. You know, uh, that's what I was thinking. Of, uh, you know, win or learn is, is one of those things. But I always try to learn as much as I can. Uh, so in my last IMAX, then uh, I fought Bahrain this time last year. Um, senior this time a senior because I was 21 so uh, a senior uh, featherweight uh, world championship so I won I won uh, two fights and then I lost against the, uh, the another Kazakh uh, actually a different Kazakh fight this time uh, in, a, in a close fight it was, it was another decision um, in the in the semis and got a bronze so yeah that's that's my career I've medaled all four of my of my IMAFs so that's a I, I think that's a good achievement it shows a good bit of consistency, you know. It shows that I can, uh, I can always, I can always hang with the guys in there. That I can always get to the podium. Just uh, never managed to get that gold. So that's uh, something I'll have to go on with my pro career. I'm gonna have to, you know, make sure I get that gold, get those belts when I go pro. That's the that's the plan, anyway. Yeah, that's what you said. Like it says, it does show consistency. Like it wasn't that you turned up to one and got a lucky draw and got to the medals. It's consistently fighting different people. Across a period of time yeah. and constantly picking up wins. Yeah, two. Uh, I fought. I fought a lightweight and I fought a, a featherweight across two two different weights. I've always I've always medaled. So yeah, I think uh, I did. I did show that I've uh, I can hang there with the, some of the top athletes uh, in amateur MMA because uh, they they are the some of the definitely some of the top athletes in amateur MMA compete in the IMAX. Uh, the, the, some of the, a lot of guys from the IMAX who, who were uh, champions in the IMAX have gone on to do really well at pro. Some of the some are in the UFC at the moment uh, doing well. I think even Pierre Yan, the bantamweight champ, I think he was an IMAX champ uh, at some stage. And uh, so yeah, someone have gone on to really big things, and it does. It is a high level over there, and I've always managed to medal. So that's one of my uh, one of my proudest accomplishments, I think, in, in MMA. The fact that I've I've represented Ireland four times and came home with a with a medal every time. So uh, yeah, that's that's definitely one of my probably my biggest achievement I would say in MMA so far hopefully many more to come in the future yeah for sure and, they, and I think like, and I think that the, the IMAFs like you said they show the level that are there but um, but I think it's going to continue to grow I think you'll see more people coming out of the IMAF events and going on to do really well in, in pro MMA and doing well and getting to the UFC and be UFC champions um, yeah. like I, th- I think the level all the time is, is growing whenever you watch 
Yeah, big time. Uh, the, the, the level of the IMAX actually like uh, improved every year. That's what I found. Like, I, I managed to, to medal every year, but every year I knew it was going to be tougher than the last year. It, just, it was getting bigger. There was more athletes, more countries coming in that might not be in. Previously, I think when in Prague at that time, Russia wasn't in, wasn't involved. Kazakhstan wasn't involved. And then by, by Bahrain, Russia and Kazakhstan had come in and they just got these great fires coming in from, from those two countries and other countries. Uh, China, I think, might have joined uh, and it wasn't in uh, earlier on us. So, yeah, the level is always increasing. And that's why that's another reason why I'm particularly proud of uh, always meddling because even though the levels kind of stepped up those those few uh, rungs I found with the, with the new fort, with the, the, it's larger and there's more nations involved, I've always managed to, to uh, be on that podium. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of stands to the fact that I've, I've been improving throughout my amateur career and uh, I'm ready to go pro now, basically. That's that's sort of what I try to take from it, you know? Yeah. But even then, like, away from that, I suppose, like, you, you've fought guys, like, I suppose maybe, like, or you fought, like, someone like Lee Hammond and that, I suppose he's well known for being associated with SBG and even, like, you fought Jack Maguire as well, isn't it? And he's on Cage Warriors mm-hmm. as a pro at the moment, so, like... Yeah. I suppose yeah. like good fights outside even the IMAS there as well, like in in Ireland. Yeah, big, big time. Yeah, I, uh, like before I was on the IMAS for my first IMAS, I went when I, like I said I went to Prague until I was sixteen. I think I was already I was already ten and in my record was ten and two when I went to my first IMAS. So I'd already had twelve fights on the local the local circuit. Uh, I've had my first four fights in Ireland. Uh, you know these these shows like uh, Ray Ocean and Rumble and Russian stuff that used to that used to exist, but don't really uh, haven't haven't run for a few years. Uh, and then um, I yeah I won a few I won a few titles up, uh, and on the regional circuit I won, I won a title on Chaos uh, a show up north and I won uh, a Kilma I won the Kilma Bantamweight title uh, I won I went to England and I won the uh, Shinobi uh, Bantamweight title um, and then I won the Adrenaline title um, that, that, that's a Welsh, uh, Welsh show I also won the Headhunters title that's a Scottish show yeah, I, actually have, I actually have a title in, in the tree in, in all, all those countries so uh, then I um, then I, I fought I defended one of the titles uh, uh, just before I went to my first honours and I, I ended up losing uh, a close decision and they kind of put me in a, put me in check a little bit because I've been winning all these titles and racking up wins really quickly and you know you can you can get ahead of yourself and start to think like, oh, maybe you know, I'll just go pro now. I'm only I'm only 18, but maybe I'll just go pro and straight away. But it was good that I had that that check because uh, I needed to improve areas of my game. So I ended up going to the IMAX doing well. And then my next fight after the IMAX was was with Lee Hammond, and uh, he armbarred me in the first round. He's, he's a, uh, you know he's a great fighter, and it made me uh, it made me really focus on my uh, my grappling, my nogi, my nogi grappling aspect of it, and uh, I, I entered, I did a lot of grappling, I entered a lot of uh, tournaments, and I've won, I've won fights with with submissions uh, much more since then, you know, because I've really focused on it. So I've definitely improved that aspect of my game. So like it turned like that loss to the, uh, you know, is really uh, stood to me in the end because it's it's made me recognize like uh, flaws in my game that I need to improve. Also, uh, like even the the wrestlers uh, in the IMAX. Uh, that I've usually lost to being taken down, and because uh, I've only I've only been stopped by Lee, uh, so usually I I, I lose I, I lose uh, my my losses have been decisions where I've been I've been on on the on my back too much, and the the rest uh, wrestlers usually on top, uh, you know winning that winning that aspect of the game, and and the judges uh, you know they they have to go with that, so there's no no complaints, but I need to I need to be able to not get taken down, so that's something I've really uh, looked to address in my game recently. 
that was my, like Jack Maguire. He's, he's fighting on cage wires now. He he, uh, he looked really good in his last fight. Um, he uh, he was the same. He, t- he took me down and uh, he stayed he stayed on top. So I needed to uh, I need to address that. And uh, I've been really looking to improve my wrestling over the last uh, two years or so. And fighting against the Russians and the Kazakhs and the Oymas, uh gives me a good uh, a good. Um, test to see if I have improved and, and I, f- I feel like I, I have like that's definitely an area where I've been working on and, and hopefully it will, uh, it will show when I, when I turn pro that uh, it won't be my wrestling's going to be improved my my uh, my grappling's going to be improved my striking is, is always is always improving as well so I'm just rounding out my entire game through, through these 29 fights they're going to be ter- hopefully 30 now next uh, in, in December so uh, yeah that's it that's basically what I've been what I've been doing what I've been picked up off the, the regional circuit and the and the uh, OIMAF international circuit as well. So, yeah, I think my amateur career has been uh, pretty ideal uh, to place me uh, for as a, as a you know in a great position going pro now and and uh, hopefully you know being successful. That's the that's the goal. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Well, I I I think that's a really good example there that like of of having an amateur career because like you said, but before you even went to the OIMAFs, you were ten and two. Most people would nearly are, are turning pro at that stage, like once they get 10, 11, 12 fights and, and they're going pro. Whereas I think maybe you might be a good example to you know extend that out a bit, especially if you're young and there's no, potentially no need to rush. You know, take the time, take the time to learn and build the experience of stepping into the cage because like it's ring time and mat time as well as what is what what's needed a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a uh... Like I say, I was nearly, you know, there's, there's when I was ten and two, when I had won belts on the, the circuit, I, on the regional circuit, I, I was thinking, you know, the pro game there, you know, thinking about going pro and all, but I was only eighteen, maybe just nineteen, just got nineteen, and I, I'm so young, I was so young that uh, I have the time, I think, to to take take a step back and improve aspects of my game rather than going pro and then losing there where it's where it's more important, where the where the result is is much more important than amateur because at the end of the day, like you said earlier. Uh, when I go pro now, it's going to clean slate back to back to uh, oh no, so it doesn't matter about these thirty fights so much result wise, they they're going to get wiped clean. But uh, um, so their idea, I think, to to continue fighting as an amateur, that, that was the idea to continue fighting as an amateur until I felt like my game was uh, like I say well rounded and uh, have all the bases covered and I'm I'm improving all the time. So that's that's basically why I decided to stay amateur and keep it. Uh, Keep pursuing the the OIMAF gold and uh, just fights fights in Ireland as well whenever they, they pop up. So but yeah, racked up racked up twenty nine. Going hopefully be thirty now. Uh, this this uh, clan wars goes ahead. Hopefully it does um, next month. So yeah, like I say, I think I think it's a it was a smart move just because as well because I was so I was so young. Like it went some sometimes if you're a bit older, you might need to make a run for it earlier. You might need to make a run for the pro game earlier in case that you, you miss your opportunities or whatever. But uh, I'm I'm just gone twenty two. So. I'm still young enough, I think, that, uh, yeah, like I say, all the amateurs will stand to me and I'll be able to make a run at the programme then next yeah. year. And the, 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 the fact that, you're, the fact that you're, um, your family are involved, did they impact your decision to, to stay amateur as well? Like, do you think maybe if they weren't involved and you were kind of just, just you were the only one in the house nearly do, who knew anything about MMA and do you think you, uh, you were deciding for yourself or they didn't really know what the story was? Yeah. Do you think you would have been pro sooner? Or like the fact that they are kind of they know what the setup is that they, they kind of help influence your decision to stay amateur for a bit longer. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, like like I say, as an eighteen year old, uh, just gone nineteen or whatever. When I when I, before I went to my first line maths, I was uh, you know, 
you're young and impetuous and you know you think that you know oh, maybe I'll just run like maybe I'll be in the UFC next year if I just turn pro and I'll just I'll just bash everyone you know yeah. uh, so it's nice having people that actually know about MMA and my, my father who, who was my coach and my mother who was also my coach and the co-woman and as far herself uh, you know they as as like to check that and, and say hold on you know you're only 18, 19 you've got loads loads more stuff to improve you've got loads more uh, time to, to work on this stuff there's no rush take your time get all these uh, fights in learn all the all the things you can and then and then uh, go pro when you're ready so yeah that's they definitely, they definitely did influence uh, that decision. That's one of the reasons why I have so many fights as an amateur and feel so confident going pro now, feel so well prepared, was because my family are so closely involved with my, uh, with my fighting. Yeah. yeah. So do, is, do you have, do you have kind of a plan? I suppose for when you go pro, is there like a, a route you want to take? Or do you want to go maybe to Cage Warriors and then try and get to the UFC, or is there, is it, is it maybe you want to yeah. go to Bellator? Is there a particular route that you think you're, you're going to try and take? Uh, to be honest, I haven't, uh, I haven't like uh, decided on one yet. Uh, the particular route, I, I can, I'm, you know, I've looked at the routes. I, I see that Cage Warriors, and then they, they have sent something like, something like over a hundred fighters have gone from Cage Warriors to the UFC. So that's it. That's one route that definitely seems like a route. I think uh, Reese McKee was was the last, or one of the one of the recent ones uh, that went to the UFC from Cage Warriors, but from from Ireland. But there's loads of them that have, that have done it recently. So that's that's definitely a route, and then obviously Bellator as well is uh you know it's a huge promotion, and some of the Irish uh, lads are doing doing really well on uh doing doing really well on Bellator. Then there's also just so that, that's another route as well. I haven't really decided yet. Um, we're gonna be thinking about more talking to my to my father and 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 uh, other uh other people and deciding about that next year. But uh, it, there's there's a lot of other shows. There's Brave. Uh, there's another big show that. Uh, some Irish fighters have, have fought on and done well on as well. Uh, there's even one then in uh, the uh, the Asian show uh, that's uh, a really, really, really highly skilled, really high level. Has some uh, Demetrius Johnson and, and stuff has gone over there. Some of the top fighters in the world are fighting for one at the moment. So uh, there's there's a there is a few options. I haven't really uh, you know picked one and, and settled for that yet. So I'm keeping my keeping my options open at the moment. Uh, but yeah, they're all there. So um, I'll be doing I'll be doing one of them anyway. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't decided yet. Would you say the ultimate goal though is the is the UFC? Uh, you know, it's it's probably the the pinnacle of MMA competition. Uh, so you know, at the end of the day, it probably is uh, the place to be. So if I can if I can prove that I belong at that level and you know I have the skills to, to get me there, I, I I'll uh, I'll be there one day. That's the plan anyway. Yeah. yeah. Say so. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, like I suppose it's a big thing that you nearly need to hope that I suppose that like. Covid potentially goes away because I know like a lot of like people who are looking to commit like like I said all those promotions are running shows but they're they're the people that they're giving fights to the people who are signed already you know to some degree yeah, yeah. it's like you need to exactly, get rid yeah. of this Covid Covid shit and get and get in and get the new people yeah. in and get some amateurs up into the shows as well yeah exactly look I think even you know Cage Warriors they don't they don't they've managed to do uh, the trilogy show earlier this year and I think they're trying to do. Uh, one in December as well, and another show, which is which is good that they've managed that. But they already they have because the shows are so limited that they can put it on. They're only going to be putting on the fighters that they already have signed uh, to them, uh, you know, contracted to them. So yeah, unless unless the hopefully the COVID does a uh, situation does change, and you know we can get we can get more open more shows, uh, and then it'll, you know that'll that'll suit me better anyway going forward. So yeah, I really I really do hope everything opens up again because 
it's a it's diff- difficult enough times for uh, I think for MMA in Ireland at the moment with with the way it is. You know, it's difficult to train train properly and everything. The gyms are closed, so um, yeah, it's not it's not a great it's not a great situation. So I'm hoping in December now we drop from this level five to to somewhere somewhere lower anyway that can open up training and fighting again. So, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what's happening with this with this COVID situation. It's it's open. It's fluctuates all the time. I don't I don't know. I can't can't predict anything myself. So whatever, see how it goes. Yeah, and how have you found found tra- have you found training yourself training for this fight? Like in terms of obviously sparring partners or sparring that could potentially be out the window and stuff like that. So how have you how have you found it? Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the the benefits uh, that that I have in that my family are you know closely involved. So even in the in the house, I have a have it, my, uh, you know, little weight weights uh, station where I've been doing my, you know, working out and running, and and we have access to to the gym as well if, if I need to, you know, and we've got bags there and stuff, and they can. Uh, my family will even catch pads. Like, like I say, my sister is only seventeen, but she's uh, she's quite she's quite good at catching pads at this stage, so uh, she can catch for me as well. So uh, all that stuff is um is really useful, I think, for me. Um, that's why. The COVID situation hasn't. I haven't found it particularly bad, even though I know it's not great for the Irish MMA scene in general. Um, but for me, I think I've actually improved over this over this period, uh, just by being focused and having all this uh, time and this little, little bit extra time where everything's kind of uh, everything else is kind of being put on the uh, on the back burner for a bit because there's there's not there's not much going on apart from you know self-isolating and, and quarantine and all this stuff so it just allows you to focus on yourself a little bit more so I'm hoping that I can show that I, I've actually improved over this this uh, fairly strange year but uh, that's that will have that will you know only have been possible uh, because my family are so so involved in the sport and they can help they can help me train even when everything else is kind of messed up at the moment you know yeah I suppose outside of this, I suppose outside the last couple of months, what what would you what would your kind of training schedule look like? Do you do you have to do you have to balance? I don't know if you, do you have to balance college or work with tra- with training, or have you been a full time fighter or anything like that? So uh, I'm a, I'm in I study uh, history in uh, Trinity College, just uh, single arms history. So I'm in I'm in my third year in uh, in that at the moment. So usually I'll be bouncing back between uh, training and Trinity and history. I feel like uh, studying history, I, the reason I chose to study history is just because I have an interest in it and I wanted to actually enjoy my college years and come out with a degree uh, after four years' time. So basically, yeah, I want to I get that degree anyway and then whatever, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I'll push for a pro career, but like, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't last forever. So having that degree there as a as something to fall back on is really is really important to me as well. So I have been putting a good bit of if effort into the uh, into my college work as well. So yeah, like I say, I'm in third year now. At the moment, everything's online. Uh, all my essays are online. All my uh, lectures are online. So that's fine. You know, I just come onto my laptop, do that, and then I can train straight away after train before. So uh, that's that suits me at the moment. But uh, usually, I'll be going into training, coming back and training. You know, twice twice a day. Hopefully, you know, once or twice a day. Uh, most days of the week, just. You know, I've always I've always been training since I've been sixteen. So it's something it's part of my routine. Like like you were saying, there's a time in, in the house where most people will go to the gym in my household. So it's just it's just part of my routine to be honest. So I just yeah, fit college and, and training around it. I, I find it I find it uh, it's gone pretty well. So 
I've got one and a half more years in college and then I'll be have got my degree and I'll be proud as well at the same time. So like I said, I'll probably leave that degree <clears throat> sitting there for a while, pursue that proud dream and then we'll see what that degree is up to in a few years' time, maybe, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's handy, I suppose, yeah. Like the, 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 there's a balance there that a good balance there that for, for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I found it. It works well, you know. Um, everything's everything's gone gone well. I, I like studying and then training and, and studying and training and stuff. And now I still have, you know, a fair enough amount of uh, free time where I can enjoy myself as well. So I have happy enough uh, with the way things are going at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so what does gonna look up in terms of like? I suppose the amount of strength and condition sessions that you might do to, I suppose jiu-jitsu sessions or striking sessions, the full MMA sessions. What kind of, what kind of schedule do you run for for that? Uh, so yeah, we'll have we'll have uh, classes on you know throughout the weekend. There'll be someone will be specifically uh, BJJ orientated. Someone will be, uh, you know, a bit of a Muay Thai uh, class. Someone will be wrestling, and then a full MMA, uh, you know, sessions there. Obviously, really important considering that's what we're actually doing. So they'll be training in quite a lot. Uh, and like you say, strength and conditioning, uh, physical physical work. They'll be you know once once a day, you know, out running and all. Uh, you know, a lot of the time keeping the fitness up. So yeah, that that's mainly what my uh, my schedule. It's it's quite broad, you know. Uh, will it's, it's MMA. That's that's the that's the, the mad thing about MMA. Really, it's it's just such a such a it's just so much to learn in it. You know, uh, it's very hard to say to yourself, I have everything covered because it, the sport is just constantly evolving. You know. Uh, and you just have, you just have you know you have new stuff to learn all the time. So we'll yeah I'll be I'll be rotating between you know full MMA I'll be doing boxing I'll be doing uh, Muay Thai K1 Nogi grappling wrestling uh, fitness weights the whole lot uh, yeah that's a uh, alternating all the time just to keep it from being you know monotonous or whatever I, I like to mix things up. A lot but uh it's pretty it's, I, I enjoy it you know I'm, I'm enjoying the process at the moment uh and you know like i say ready to go pro and really uh go go after it so yeah that's yeah that's the crack and do you, do you have somebody that looks after your strength condition for you or are you looking after that yourself for the moment or is there a plan to maybe bring for the moment uh, yeah yeah for the moment it's oh, just just myself to be honest uh just just training uh you know uh lift, lifting weights and doing uh following like kind of uh, online uh, these like plans you know uh, strength and conditioning plans to, to build muscle and stuff but I ha- like I haven't put too much uh, effort into the strength and conditioning because of, there's so much technique to learn from MMA so that's mostly that's mostly the focus really uh, most of the time I'll be doing I'll be doing technique round sparring drilling to just uh, constantly improve that's mainly my uh, how I train but then uh, you know um, physicality is just so important. If you don't, if you have all the technique, but you miss out on the physicality, it can cost you. So, I have definitely, uh, especially this year, when, now that we have this, uh, you know, spare time where there's not much, uh, you know, uh, sparring partners and stuff, are, you know, um, they're lacking at the moment because of this social isolation and, and quarantine. There's more time to put into yourself. So, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been working a lot on my physicality uh, over the last year, uh, doing weights, running. Uh, calisthenics um, all that stuff so yeah I feel, I feel particularly strong at the moment because that was one of the things uh, that I that I, I think you know uh, might have contributed to some of my losses as a as a, when I was younger you know when I was only when I was only just 18 and I was fighting or even or even 16 when I was fighting adults uh, so the physicality might not have been there you know they might have had that little bit more strength from being that few years older 
And now I think I've really filled out and uh, I'm 22 now and I think I've, uh, I'll have that physicality as well as the skill set I've picked up. And I think, yeah, I think that will uh, really show now when I, when, I go, when I go pro and I have that, have that strength as well as the skills and the, and the uh, focus and the determination that I've, I've shown I have over the last few years. I think, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really successful. That's, that's the plan anyway. Hopefully yeah. win a few fights now and uh, yeah. see where that takes me next year. Yeah. I suppose that that is the thing with the strength and condition. Like like you said, it's like it's MMA you're doing. Like so, the strength and condition is some I suppose nearly supplemental training. It's you know or you know to the main stuff. But well, it's interesting you say that you felt physicality was a thing because uh, uh, last week um, Damien Darker was on and he comes from a K one background, but and he was kind of similar. Seventeen, eighteen was fighting men in their twenties and thirties, and he kind of said he felt the same at that time that he didn't have the, the man strength. But he slowly felt exactly, it like yeah. around 22, 23, like he, he felt like that. Yeah. He, he kind of just grew into it, that he just, he felt physically as strong as everybody else. Do you kind of feel something similar yourself? Like, have you felt yourself getting maybe stronger, I suppose, and building up that man strength, yeah. along with the physicality, like, along with your, I suppose, the help of strength, condition, training? Uh, yeah, 100%. That's uh, similar to what uh, I think, similar to what Damien uh, said there. Uh, you know, that man strength is is a thing, you know. When you when you're 16, 17, 18, you, you can feel it. Like sometimes I think uh, against some of these the older uh, men that you're, you're fighting. But now, like 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 you're saying, 22, I feel like yeah, I've definitely I've grown that. I've just hit that like level of like uh, strength that I won't feel that pressure anymore, and I'll be able to just uh, have my my technique will show through because I won't be that kind of disparity between strength uh, and my opponent. So uh, yeah, that's. That's uh, that's my plan uh, anyway, is to, to show that I have that strength now, that physicality that I might have been lacking when I was younger, when I was fighting, when I was only 16, 17, 18. Um, yeah, 100%. That's yeah. Uh, Damien Dagger. It's the same thing. That's what I found, the same thing as, as him. Yeah. yeah. And so like for this upcoming fight, do, do, do you think it's going to happen? Do you think it's... What, do you think it could, there's a possibility it could get called off? Because you're kind of sounding like, you know, sometimes you're kind of like, you're not too sure. Like... Yeah, uh, I really, I really do hope it goes ahead. Uh, it's just that uh, I've had two two cancellations this year already, you know. Okay. Uh, and that's why I haven't allowed my hopes to, to get up. Like, sure, one of my, the first fight that I had cancelled, it was it was cancelled on weigh-in day. I was weighing in. It was it was the day of the weigh-in when it was cancelled. That, that, uh, so, that was the Cage Legacy show, was it? Yeah, Cage Legacy in, in March. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I was supposed to fight Cage Legacy in November. Just, just there uh, last week or I was supposed to fight and that was cancelled about two weeks before so yeah things are things are quite difficult and, and uncertain at the moment so I don't want to I don't want to allow myself to get too uh, uh, you know hopeful you know and then have my have my hopes dashed but uh, yeah I, I think Clamors I think they're doing it they doing it a good way they're, they're doing like a pay-per-view live stream so that's gonna that's gonna try and support that's gonna allow them to have the money to put it on without having any fans there so I think they're going about it the right way and, and hopefully it will work. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually fairly optimistic it will go ahead. I just don't want to be a hundred percent say that it will, you know, in case it doesn't. But uh, I think I think they're doing it the right way, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And are you have to go into, are you going to have to enter a bubble for, and like, with tested and all this sort of stuff? Is that going to happen, or have you got kind of word on the way that's going to work yet? I haven't. Yeah, I haven't got I haven't got too much word on that. They're very uh, very professional in Canberra. So if there is anything they need to do, like self isolation and COVID tests and stuff, I'm sure they will. They will be doing all that. Uh, you know, in the near future, because they are very, they seem, they seem very professional. You know, um, in the way they're on about. That's one of the reasons why I think that it will go ahead because of because of how professional they're doing. So I haven't haven't got any uh, any word on if I need to. You know, if there's any self isolation or anything like that, we need to deal. But uh, you know, it, 
if if we need to, I'm sure they'll let us know because they are uh, they seem they seem quite professional. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I suppose just before we I suppose <sighs> f- finish up, I I tend to ask everybody um, if you had to pick a favorite fighter to watch. Who would you pick? It could be an MMA fighter, it could be a boxer, it could be, I suppose, any sport. But if you had to pick somebody that you enjoy watching yourself, who would it be? Um, well, well, only recently, re- this week, uh, I ended up watching uh, Kate, Kate Taylor fighting there, and I just think, you know, she's a, she is a, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal fighter, like a phenomenal athlete from Ireland. You know, just yeah, she's she's incredibly good, like, uh, but the way she carries herself as well outside the cage, you know, she's or outside the ring, and in her case, is so is she's so humble and so. Uh, uh, you know, so well spoken. Well, I kind of, I'd like to to emulate that myself. You know, just kind of, uh, oh yeah, I'm not that. I'm not extremely, you know, I'm not an extremely outgoing guy. So I'm, I want to be able to let my uh, my skills in the in the cage show uh, for me rather than speak speak so much uh, outside the cage. And Kay does a really good job of that because she's she's a uh, you know six time European uh, champion or, or world champion, you know, uh, gold gold medalist in the Olympics, and then. Uh, unified world champion 17 and all I think as a professional boxer some, something like that and uh, you know she's so, she's just so humble and so uh, uh, you know just down to earth but uh, she's so incredible for her like you know in, in she really she really puts it on puts on a show when she's in the when she's in the ring so yeah she'd be someone I'd like to emulate uh, in, ter- in terms of MMA I, uh, one of the fighters that I like I like their style and like how they fight is is uh, Dustin Poirier he's, so he's fighting McGregor in a uh, in January, I just uh, he's a southpaw. I'm a southpaw. McGregor's a southpaw as well, and I, I think you know McGregor's a you know incredibly good fighter. I'm just I'm really looking forward to that fight myself. I just I just like the way Dustin fights. He's he's a similar fight to me, similar build, uh, and uh, and he's exciting and a southpaw. So I do uh, I like his style. I like watching him fight, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to him fighting McGregor. Like I, I, it's a it's a really good matchup. I think so. Uh, yeah, that's that's a two fighters I I particularly like to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, both of them are kind of similar, actually, as well in terms of, um, they don't. I suppose they're both really humble. You know, they they, they the way they carry themselves could be yeah. maybe some quite similar. You know, Dustin doesn't talk too much shit, like no, really. And, and like I say, Katie, Katie Taylor. I think they even said it. Uh, like uh, on like the commentator said it, or the, whoever was working the show said like, that I, I, there's nobody who has met Katie Taylor, and they said they don't like her. Do you know? Everybody says she sound. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, she's a nice person. She's, you know, sound yeah. out. And I think that kind of says a lot that if you can't find just anybody who says a bad word about her when they meet her, like that says a lot about her as well. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'd like to, that's what I'd like to emulate that. I'd like to, you know, I always want to, everyone to think that I'm, you know, a killer guy and, you know, a nice guy as well as a, as well as a, you know, top fire. And she, you know, she, she, she doesn't, you know, she, she gets on with everyone. Everyone thinks she's sound, but she really shows when she fights that she's, she's dangerous and, and uh, really skillful and, and that's that's kind of how I want to do. I want to be really, you know, really skillful, really uh, exciting, you know, uh, devastating in, in the cage. But then, you know, lovely, uh, nice guy down there outside the cage. That's that's the that's the plan anyway. So, I hope, hopefully, I've, I've done that so far in my career. Took twenty nine fights, and uh, uh, yeah, hopefully continue with going. Like I say, yeah, yeah, Dustin is similar. He's, he seems like a really really cool guy, and then he fights. You know, he's so exciting and so. Uh, it's a really, really cool style. So yeah, that's probably that's probably why I uh, I enjoy I enjoy watching them fight ball down yeah. Yeah, yeah, two good picks. Like definitely, I'm not sure Katie Taylor's been said before. Dustin definitely has been said before. So yeah, two good two good picks there. But um, so, yeah, like that. I think we'll uh, I think we'll wrap it up. I think we'll leave it there. Um, yeah. Thanks a minute for coming on. I've really enjoyed 
the, the really enjoyed the chat and hearing hearing your story where you've come from, and uh, and hopefully, like you said, hopefully the the fight will happen in a couple of weeks. Yeah, hopefully, and, yeah. and you'll hopefully. get into, and then next year into the pro scene. So, yeah, yeah, right. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, really appreciate it, and uh, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, take care, man. All the best.